Hello and welcome to the Decorum Talking newspaper for the week ending Saturday the 5th of November 2022. This week Team 3 are bringing you the news. I'm Janet and the, the team leader and your other readers are Alan, Amanda and Brian. Nula is joining us today with the intention of becoming a relief reader in the future. Your editor this week is Mary. Most of our news items are taken from the Hemel Hempstead, Birkenstead and Tring Gazette and Express newspaper. All telephone numbers are on the local code of 01442 unless stated otherwise. This week's headlines are Your Views Wanted, People Are Invited to Have Their Say on Designs for a New Housing Development in Hemeltown Centre, Boy Meets MPs to Call for More Support for Deaf Children, an ex-Spitalfields Barrow boy continues a, his passion for growing veg. Hello, this is Alan. This week in history. November the 2nd in 1903, the Daily Mirror was first published in Britain, devised as a daily paper for women. On this day, last year, Ed Sheeran held on to the top spot in a list of the richest celebrities aged 30 and under in the UK and Ireland. November 3rd, 1975, the Queen opened the North Sea Pipeline, the first underwater bringing 400,000 bar barrels ashore each day at Grangemouth Refinery on the Firth of Forth. November 4th, 1979, Iranian students stormed the US Embassy in Tehran and held more than 60 people hostage. On this day last year, the highly anticipated John Lewis Christmas advert was unveiled, starring a young alien experienced her first Christmas. Hello, I'm Amanda. To continue this week in history, November 5th, 1990, Rabbi Meir Khan, founder of the far-right cash movement, was shot dead after a speech at a New York City hotel. On this day last year, ABBA released Voyage, their first studio album in nearly 40 years. November 6th, 1935, the RAF's first monoplane fighter, the Hawker Hurricane, made its maiden flight. On this day last year, tens of thousands of protesters took to the streets of the UK demanding stronger climate action from leaders in the midst of the COP26 talks. November 7th, 1935, Australian pilot Sir Charles Kingsford Smith flew over Calcutta on a flight from England and was never seen again. Hello, I'm Brian. People are being invited to have their say on designs for a new housing development in Hemel Hempstead Town Centre. The consultation, launched by Decorum Borough Council, sets out the new Paradise Design Code Draft Supplementary Planning Document, SPD, for development of the Paradise and Wood Lane area. The development features a mixture of housing and business development and forms part of the current local plan. It includes a mixed-use development with high-quality buildings and integrated open spaces and landscaping, giving people who live and work locally sustainable, healthy choices, such as being able to walk or cycle. The content of the draft SPD was developed following an extensive Your Hemel Hempstead engagement exercise with the wider community, which took place over the summer of 2021. Following the consultation, the Council will consider the views raised and make any changes it feels are necessary before it adopts the document. Once adopted, the SPD will be key in determining planning applications. Councillor Alan Anderson, portfolio holder for PLACE, said, By preparing this SPD, we will be ensuring that new development in the Paradise and Wood Lane area is of an exemplary standard of design, helping to create a high-quality neighbourhood where people can live, work, play and be active. I would encourage 
residents, businesses and organisations to get involved and tell us their views on the proposed standards for the future appearance, layout, design and use of buildings and spaces. Please get involved and help shape the identity of this important part of Hemel Hempstead Town Centre. To continue the previous item, the consultation was launched on Friday and runs until 11.59pm on Monday, November the 28th. The document has been produced as part of a collaborative process with Tybalt's Planning and Urban Design as part of the National Model Design Code Pilot Scheme, supported by the Department for Leveling Up Housing and Communities. Full details of the Paradise Design Code draft SPD consultation can be found at decorum.gov.uk forward slash supplementary planning documents. More information on the previous consultation, Your Hemel Hempstead, which formed the draft SPD, can be found at yourhemelhempstead.commonplace.is. Is this the biggest pumpkin in Hertfordshire? The giant pumpkin weighed a whopping 725 pounds and was grown at Rumbler's Farm, based at Water End, Hemel Hempstead. It was grown by Barney Hillston and bought by Zara Edmundo, with the proceeds donated to brain tumour charity, the Ollie Hillston Foundation. Said Barney, we've grown some enormous pumpkins which needed up to 100 gallons of water a day. We auctioned off quite a few, including one which was sold for £100. We're hoping to have raised £500 in total for the charity, so we're delighted with the support given to the auction. The UK's biggest ever pumpkin recorded was grown in Hampshire by Ian and Stuart Patton and it weighed 2,566 kilos. Safety concerns have been raised over plans for a truck rental agency to change access to its Flamstead site. Plans submitted to Deporum Borough Council show MV Commercial intends to improve access with a new entrance on Chequers Hill, which it says would be safer for road users but an objection submitted to the council says the plan would pose a serious risk to bus passengers getting off at the nearby stop, particularly school children. The planning statement submitted to Decorum Borough Council said that the current access is a historical anomaly which would not now be granted planning permission. It added, in order to create a new safer junction arrangement for the benefits of all road users' access, it is necessary to incorporate and change the use of a narrow strip of arable land which runs along the rear of the existing site. This strip of land is limited to 0.22 hectares in size. According to the planning application, the current access on the corner of Chequers Hill and the A5183 would be closed. If approved, the application explains the proposed depot would have 95 HGC spaces. The objection stated, Of particular concern is schoolchildren disembarking from the school bus service. Pedestrians and children disembarking at the bus stop currently need to cross the road to avail of the footpath on Chequers Hill. The application comment said the additional articulated lorries exiting the proposed exit could have a detrimental effect on the area due to increased traffic. The comment also mentioned another detrimental effect on nearby homes due to increased noise. It said Flapstead is a rural village. The addition of articulated lorries and other commercial vehicles exiting the site at the new proposed exit on Chequers Hill will result in increased noise from the site experienced by nearby residential properties. According to the statement, the proposal would result in minimal visual harm to the Greenbelt and the loss of a small piece of agricultural land. To access the application, visit the Decorum Borough Council planning portal via https bit.ly forward slash 3dn5d40. Oh. 
New figures show 9 in 10 decorum households have at least one working-age adult in employment. Last year saw the first national rise in the number of working-age households without an employed adult since 2010, before rising food and energy prices led to soaring inflation this year. The Institute for Public Policy Research said the rise in workless households is seriously concerning. Aussie's national statistics figures show 47,055 decorum households contain one or more occupant aged between 16 and 64 had at least one person in employment in 2021. It meant 91.9% of households were classed as either working, where all working age adults are in employment, or mixed, with at least one working and one workless adult up from 91.2% the year before. The UK's number of workless households rose for the first time since 2010 last year, from 13% to 14.1%. Rachel Statham, IPPR's Associate Director for Work and Welfare State, said it's seriously concerning to see a rise in workless households as our cost of living crisis deepens this winter and it's clear that urgent action is needed to keep people in the workforce as living costs soar. Across the UK, 34% of workless households said they did not work because of sickness or disability. This was the most common reason given in every region across the country. In the east of England, it was 32%. A further 21% said it was because they had retired early, while 11% were out of work due to being unemployed. The Department of Work and Pensions said it had supported 1.3 million people with disabilities into work in the past five years. Jeremy Chapman from Tring has made it to the final in an international radio competition after months of challenges. The 44-year-old has always had a passion for radio and decided to take the leap during the pandemic to follow his dream of breaking into the world of broadcasting. Now running his own podcast production company, Jeremy has been competing in the global contest since June. He said, it's really opened up my creative side, it's got me out of my comfort zone, it's made me realise that I can do this. Throughout the challenges set for Jeremy, he has shown his personality off at every possible chance. I want the listener to feel like I'm I'm there serving them and them alone. I believe in being engaging with listeners and giving them something interesting. Outside of his work, Jeremy has worked on a community radio station to develop his voice on air. When asked how it would feel to be 2022's radio star, Jeremy said, I don't think that I could cope. Getting to the top 25 was the target that, to me, anything else is beyond is now a bonus. He added, I was so stoked up to be in the top of, in the semi-final to get through to the final, I hadn't even thought about winning it. The winner of the competition will receive their own radio show on a commercial radio station, Radio Fam merchandise, radio coaching, and three months' use of a free audio processing system. Will you be switching to an electric vehicle? 14% of UK motorists will buy an electrical vehicle the next time they change cars. That figure of 14% is up from 10% in 2021 and only 3% in 2018. 19% want conventional hybrids, with batteries that can only be recharged from the main combustion engine. 1 in 10 want a plug-in hybrid, rechargeable using an external electricity supply. However, just 28% of drivers expect to move to a different model within the next two years, down from 36% in 2019 due to the cost of living crisis. Sales of new petrol and diesel cars and vans in the UK will be banned from 2030.
The inspirational personal stories of Ugandan Asians is told in an exhibition by the Decorum Indian Society, DIS, in the Marlows. Starting with the first generation immigrants who rebuilt their lives in Decorum, the display's photos look at how they arrived in Hemel, establishing their community, families and legacies. The exhibition also looks at the history of Uganda and the achievements of the second and third generations in the town. Decorum Indian Society said that it would like to exhibit the project in Hertfordshire and other counties to thank the UK and the general public for their support. The group also thanked the Salvation Army, Age Concern, Hemel Hempstead Lions Club and churches together for their continued support of the Ugandan Asian community. The exhibit is in the Marlowe Shopping Centre opposite Dykeman Shoes until November 15th. Children and staff at Lime Grove Day Nursery in Hemel have been getting into the spirit of autumn. From babies exploring the textures and sizes of different pumpkins in their very own pumpkin patch area, to older children collecting leaves and other natural resources in the garden outside to create autumnal wreaths, there were learning opportunities at every turn for the group at the Ofsted-rated Outstanding setting on Park Road Preschoolers were delighted to practice their mark-making skills with leaf-rubbing activities, admiring the different patterns left behind, as well as developing fine motor and mathematical skills by scooping the seeds from the pumpkin and using them to count with. As part of the festivities, parents and colleagues pulled out all the stops with a national baking week inspired cake sale where they used their talents to make brownies, cookies, cupcakes and more. As a result of their combined efforts they raised a grand total of £247.25 for charity Bliss which will now go towards helping babies born premature or sick. Lime Grove Day Nursery Deputy Manager Yasmin Diva explained Autumn has presented so many lovely opportunities for the children to showcase their creativity and we have really enjoyed observing the changes in our environment. Baking Week was also a brilliant success and inspired lots of cooking activities within nursery and we are thrilled to now be making this donation to such a worthy cause. Langrove Day Nursery have adopted Bliss for a year-long fundraising drive. Hemel Hempstead MP Sir Mike Penning has praised the excellent work done by Decorum Council's, Borough Council's planning and housing departments to find creative ways to solve the housing issue, as he reveals that it remains the biggest issue he faces. The MP admitted that the dream of children growing up and staying in their hometown was becoming more and more difficult to achieve. Sir Mike said... When your children grow up and leave home, it is natural to want your children to be able to live in a nice home in their, own, in their hometown. Sadly, with pressures on land and homes in Hemel Hempstead being so highly sought after, that dream is becoming more and more difficult locally. In his monthly update to constituents, he mentioned the projects Decorum's Housing Department and Local Housing Association have completed to create council and affordable homes, including the recently completed development in Coniston Road in Kings Langley. The MP said that one of the privileges of his job is being invited to events like the Topping Out Ceremony at Hightown Housing Association's Heart of Maylands Phase 2 development. The development is to provide 155 homes for affordable rent and shared ownership, as well as three commercial units, which Sir Mike says will bring much-needed homes and jobs to the town. He added, It is great to watch as these new homes are built, talk to those responsible for building them, and finally meet the people moving in. Hightown's largest de development to date includes 26 two- and three-bedroom houses and 132 one- and two-bedroom apartments.
The first seven shared ownership houses will complete in January 2023. The remaining houses and flats will have phased completions throughout next year, with the final flats completing in January 2024. Chief Executive of Hightown, David Bogle, said, We're bringing life back to the business park and the development is a big boost for the Hemel Hempstead economy. By creating jobs and homes for people, we are making a real social impact. Data from a new study has revealed that Decorum Borough Council was the most improved council in Hertfordshire in terms of numbers of complaints. Decorum saw a 36% fall in the number of complaints. Website claims.co.uk examined the figures from 2017 to 2019 and from 2020 to 2022, and found that there were 2.2 complaints fewer per 10,000 residents over the years. A spokesman for the Borough Council says it is encouraging to see that the number of complaints has reduced so significantly. We are committed to improving this further by delivering the best service we can to our residents and working closely with them when a complaint does arise. Meanwhile, Hertfordshire County Council also saw a decrease in complaints of 12%. The data for the study was collected on August 15th and 16th in 2022. A former Spitalfields Barrow boy is continuing his lifelong passion for growing vegetables thanks to his Hemel Hempstead Care Homes Gardening Club. David Driver, 87, lives at Watermill House and has harvested his first bumper crop of tomatoes in his patch in Hemel. David built his vegetable trade from a stall in the London market to a £3 million business and now enjoys tending to his plants. He said, I've grown vegetables all my life. They've been my work and my hobby since my 20s. I'm very grateful that I can continue doing so here. David added, During the war when I was a boy, I used to help my brother grow all sorts of vegetables. It must have made an impression on me as I started working for a fruit and veg company in Spitalfields Market in the late 1950s. In 1960, he took over the business, making it into a successful fruit and bagatelle distributor across the country, turning over £3 million annually. As imports started to go through Liverpool rather than London, it became harder to trade nationally, and David retired at the age of 59 to travel the world. David said, Tomatoes are one of my favourite crops, and I'm delighted with what I've been able to grow at Watermill House this year. Richard Forsyth, Lifestyle Coordinator at Watermill House, set up the gardening club in spring this year, as a new outdoor activity for residents to enjoy. He said, We knew how important growing vegetables was to David, and we are thrilled that he, we can help him to continue that passion. He went to the garden centre and bought everything he needed to grow tomatoes. He's not as mobile as he was, so we helped him pot the tomato plants in grow bags, and he's really enjoyed tracking their progress. Apsley's Kent Brushes has been named the Export Business of the Year for the Global Player Awards by Bedfordshire Chamber of Commerce. Following this achievement, the company was part past put forward for the East Anglia Regional Award, which it won. The business, which was founded in 1777, creates quality brushes selling on continents across the globe. Managing Director of Bedfordshire Chamber of Commerce, Justin Richardson, presented both awards to the sales and technical teams. International Sales Manager, Mac Madenovich, said, Our heritage and applied innovation are a source of pride within the company, but we also are thrilled when these are recognised by others outside of the company. Kemp Brushes, which has its factory and headquarters in Apsley, is a royal warrant holder for the supply of brushware to the royal household. 
and has been providing brushes to the last nine British monarchs since 1820. A six-year-old from Hemel Hempstead, born with a rare genetic disorder, has had an operation to help her walk independently, thanks to £20,000 raised for her treatment. Emma Timofte has incontinentia pigmenti, which left her unable to walk, crawl or stand on her own. Despite this, she is a happy child who loves going to school, singing and playing with friends. Her parents, Stefania and Narcis, raised £20,000 for treatment in Greece with the help of friends, family and the children's charity Tree of Hope. The operation, called SPML, Selective Percutaneous Myofacial Lengthening, is a minimally invasive procedure and was done to help reduce Emma's stiffness to allow her to walk. Stefania said, the operation has made a huge difference to Emma. She's now able to take a few steps with a walker and doesn't collapse in the way she used to. Her mum added, however, she now faces years of therapy to help her get her strength up and hopefully achieve her dream of walking independently. Despite the great help of the operation in Greece, Emma requires intensive therapy 10 sessions in five days every few weeks, which costs around £100 an hour. Stefania explained, we are committed to doing everything we can to help Emma become as mobile as possible, but it's going to be a long and expensive journey. Every penny counts, and we would be extremely grateful for any donations. To donate to Emma's fund, visit treeofhope.org.uk forward slash Emma hash Timofti and that's spelled T-I-M-O-F-T The owner of an Indian catering and cookery class business in Emil Hempstead is asking for residents help in her efforts to give food parcels to families this Christmas This is the third year that Kana Kukri owner Sima Milligan is giving away parcels to people in the area who need help. Sima is asking for people to support her in delivering and filling bags with food and other items this winter. She explained this year is going to be especially hard for many and we are doing it to take the pressure off families and make people smile. Christmas shouldn't be a time of stress and straddle, and we all deserve nice food and some treats at Christmas. I am spreading some love and positivity, as that's what Christmas is all about. Food items can be donated to Simmer's home in Hemel Hempstead. The address will be provided to anyone that contacts her through the email given later. The following items are needed to fill the parcels. Mince pies, tinned sweet corn, tinned peas, potatoes, carrots, parsnips, Brussels sprouts, biscuits, tinned custard, Christmas puddings and cake, packet stuffing, gravy granules, Yorkshire pudding mix, crackers for cheese, hot chocolate, coffee, tea, pickles, cranberry and mint sauce, chocolate, long-life milk, soft drinks, gluten-free items, dairy-free food and vegan options. Unopened toiletries, books or toys for children and carrier bags to transport the parcels would be greatly appreciated by Simmer. Any family in need of a parcel can contact Simmer who hopes to deliver the parcels from December 19th. People can contact Simmer via email simmermilligan at yahoo.com. Flooding outside Berkhamsted Railway Station this week left a street sweeper stranded as drains were overwhelmed by rainfall. Claire Huggett captured the scene in a photograph and tweeted it to the Gazette, joking, Burko sends out the big guns to deal with flood water. And the water, the, the town is braced for more rain set to fall in the coming weeks. A spokesperson for Hertfordshire County Council said, we have an annual programme of cleaning out highway drains. However, 
When there is a period of heavy rain, as we've seen in the last few days, the ground can become saturated and drainage systems can be temporarily overwhelmed. They added, We'd encourage residents to report blocked drains or flooding on our online fault reporting system at hertfordshire.gov.uk forward slash highway faults, where you can also see how recently each drain has been cleaned. Even if we can't fix the problem straight away, we can use the information to help us plan our future work programmes. A Luton business has been forced to pay a hefty fine after waste from an Aylesbury pub was dumped at an area of outstanding natural beauty in Berkhamsted. Rashid Poor Investments Limited has been prosecuted for allowing an unlicensed waste carrier to dispose of rubbish generated from one of its developments. The building company was convicted of failing in its duty of care at a High Wycombe Magistrates Court hearing. Now we come to the information slot. This week there are no obituaries and no letters to the editor. Hello, I'm Nula. Have you heard about Calibra Audio Library? We're based in Aylesbury Books, HP22 5XQ. Calibra Audio is a fantastic collection of over 13,000 audiobooks. Every day we send out 1,700 books to our members. Who we are? Since 1974, Calibra Audio has brought the joy of audiobooks to anyone struggling to access print. What we do? In 2019, we sent over 460,000 audiobooks to over 14,000 members across the UK and internationally. Why we do it? Everyone has the legal right to equal access to information, yet only 7% of print books are converted to audio, the format needed for many disabled people. For young people, this has serious implications for their ability to learn and develop, and for the elderly, socially isolated or disadvantaged, coming to terms with the loss of their sight, health and mobility, losing a lifelong love of the written word can be a real blow. For new members, it's a one-off payment of £35 for life membership for a postal service of books. If our listener already has one of our reading appliances, further money can be saved. For more information, ring 01296 Four three two three three nine. For those with a computer, the service now has a new format via their Calibra download app. Calibra.org.uk. What's on? Music. Bob Younger, Dylan and Cohen, and Love. Old Town Hall, Hemel Hempstead, November eleventh. Barb continues her love affair with the work of two of the most important songwriters of the 20th century. Her new show focuses on their love songs. Visit oldtownhall.co.uk to book. That'll be the day, Christmas show, Grove Theatre, Dunstable, November the 8th. It may be some time yet before the big day, but the much-loved vintage rock and roll show is already getting into the festive spirit. Expect pop classics and traditional songs. Visit grovetheatre.co.uk to book. Films at the cinema this week include Call Jane, Living, Watcher, Barbarian, Bross, Triangle of Sadness, Black Adam, Decision to Leave, the Banshees of Inishirin, Lyle, Lyle Crocodile, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, and Ticket to Paradise. All popular films are provided to cinemas with an audio description track. Please mention your requirements at the time of booking. Comedy. Sarah Pascoe, in Success Story at the Grove Theatre Dunstable, on November the 11th. 
Sarah Pascoe decided she wanted to be famous at 14 years old. Since then, she's auditioned for Barrymore, scared Peter Burns, and ruined Hugh Grant's birthday. Hear more in the acclaimed stand-up's new show. Visit growtheatre.co.uk to book. The Old Town Hall presents Screaming Blue Murder Comedy Club Monday the 21st of November 2022, 8pm Acts Brendan Dempsey and Paul F. Taylor Compare Bennett Aaron Visit oldtownhall.co.uk to book tickets Theatre The Old Town Hall, Hemel Hempstead Dyad Productions present Female Gothic, Friday the 18th of November at 8pm. The Victorian fascination with tales of mystery and the supernatural created an enduring legacy of Gothic fiction. But it is often the male writers that we remember. Many thrilling and eerie stories from the great female writers of that era have gathered dust and been forgotten. Until now. Winner of the Three Weeks Editor's Award... Adapted and performed by Rebecca Vaughan. Visit oldtownhall.co.uk to book tickets. Art Exhibition Under the Sun, a selection of London and coastal landscapes, is at Open Door High Street, Berkhamsted, until November the 12th. The exhibition displays works by David Downs, a landscape painter who amplifies a sense of place and time through the lens of autism. After graduating with an MA from the Royal College of Art in Communication Design in 1996, David was commissioned by the BBC to record the corporation's most important architecture at the turn of the century. In 2012, David was commissioned by the Savoy to paint the Thames Diamond Jubilee pageant from the Savoy's roof. In 2019, David was commissioned by ITV to create a giant mural for the launch of a new period drama depicting the fictional coastal town of Sanditon. Visit opendoorberkhamsted.co.uk for details. Local market news. Sunday 6th November, Hemel Old Town Market in St Mary's Square from 11am to 3pm. Saturday the 12th of November, Tring Farmers Market, Brook Street, 9am to 12.30 p.m. Saturday, 12th of November to 2nd of January, Christmas at Wadston, 12 till 7 p.m. Tickets at wadston.org.uk. Saturday, 12th and Sunday, 13th November, Berkhamsted Christmas shopping event at number 20, Lower Kings Road. Saturday, 19th November, Hospice St Francis Gifts and Winter Crafts Market, Potten End Village Hall, HP42RH, from 10 till 4. Sunday, the 20th of November, Hemel Hempstead Vegan Market, Marlowe's, HP1 1BJ, 10.30 till 4. Berkhamsted Farmers Market, High Street, 10am to 2pm. On Saturday the 19th of November, St John's Church will be holding our Countdown to Christmas Fair in the church and the hall from 10am to 2pm with all the usual stalls, including homemade cakes and produce, raffle, tombola, toys, books, knitting and crafts, and refreshments, even a mulled wine stall. 
This is always a fun and bustling event, offering a chance to pick up a few early Christmas presents, buy the homemade cakes and produce, have some lunch and a chat in the hall. We're moving on from our frosty and icy blue theme from the past few years to a definite sparkle of gold and silver, and we'll be decorating the church and the stalls in festive fashion accordingly. So, please do come along and help us sparkle. We'll be using the revised layout developed last year to get a better flow around the fair, a not very strict one-way system, so people don't have to bunch in a narrow aisle. This gives a bit more space to look at what's on offer and will help us minimise any risks from COVID and winter bugs. Other news. The number of mortgage approvals being made to home buyers fell significantly in September as borrowers' costs increased. The Bank of England said mortgage approvals for house purchases declined to 66,800 in September from 74,400 in August. A large chunk of mortgage products vanished from the market after the mini budget was unveiled on September the 23rd and lenders repriced their home loans upwards. Many of the announcements made in the mini-budget have since been reversed. Rises in the Bank of England base rate have also pushed up mortgage rates. Karim Haji, UK Head of Financial Services at KPMG, said, As we saw in September, lenders reacted to the market turmoil by repricing mortgage rates or withdrawing products altogether. Alice Hayne, personal finance analyst at investment platform Best Invest, said the panic in the market in the first three weeks of September might have been driven by rising interest rate expectations, with the Bank of England increasing the base rate by 50 base points on September the 22nd to 2.25%. But the situation escalated dramatically when former Chancellor Kwasi Kwarteng unveiled his radical fiscal plan of unfunded tax cuts a day later. The mini-budget spooked the financial markets. She said, The mortgage pain is far from over, adding that those with deals expiring soon will have difficulty, difficult decisions to make. The effective interest rate, the actual interest rate paid, on newly drawn mortgages increased to 2.84% in September, according to the Bank of England. It was the largest monthly increase since December 2021, when the Bank of England base rate started rising. Karen Noy, a mortgage expert at Quilter, said, particularly as it starts to get colder, increased energy bills on top of eye-watering mortgages may make some homes simply unaffordable for people to stay in this winter. Later this week, the Bank of England will likely once again ratchet interest rates up to try and tame inflation. Cities have driven house price growth this year, leaving the suburbs lagging behind, according to research. Since the start of the year, as people have gradually returned to the office, property prices across Britain's cities have typically grown by 9.2%, compared with 7.9% growth on average in surrounding areas according to Halifax. Andrew Assam, Mortgages Director at Halifax, said a trend of people looking for greener spaces to move to, which was seen earlier on in the coronavirus pandemic, had remained. He said that trend didn't disappear completely this year as house price growth in these areas remained strong. But as daily life started to get back to normal for many, the opportunity to live in cities became more attractive again, driving up demand. There's evidence of this in locations across the country, with property price inflation in the majority of cities outstripping increases in their surrounding areas. Clearly, the economic environment has changed considerably in the last few months, with the likelihood of more significant downward pressure on house prices, as the cost of living squeeze and higher borrowing costs limit demand. The extent to which such trends will continue to shape the housing market is therefore uncertain.
Here is some news from the Boxmore Trust. Over the last month, we have been working with our corporate partners, GRS Trading Limited, developing a team-building volunteer pro project for their staff that would give them a unique opportunity to learn new skills and work together to achieve an end goal. Approximately 60 staff have given a combined 350 volunteering hours and helped the estates team with work that will help to support the banks of the River Bulbourne, a chalk stream and globally rare habitat. During the mornings, GRS volunteers collected and bundled coppice material which they then helped to install along the River Bulbourne in the afternoon. The purpose of these bundles is to support and protect the river banks from erosion and encourage natural uh, situation, uh, siltation. This work helps to improve biodiversity, reduce the risk of flooding and create a valuable habitat for wildlife. Volunteering projects like this bring people into contact with the outdoors and give them a chance to learn new skills with the support of our friendly team. The work of the Boxmore Trust aims to attract wildlife and increase the biodiversity of the local area whilst making the land open and accessible for the local community to enjoy. We also offer environmental awareness opportunities to instill a lifelong enjoyment of nature and the environment. For more information, visit boxmoretrust.org.uk. Newly released plans for Hemel Hempstead Hospital have revealed a new focus on efficiency as a one-stop clinic is introduced. Patients can now have more steps of their treatment covered in one visit thanks to new and improved diagnostic facilities. More medical specialty teams will be based on site, while new facilities and the latest technology will aim to reduce long waits for diagnostics. A spokesperson for West Hertfordshire Teaching Hospital's NHS Trust, which runs the hospital, said... There are around 190,000 appointments at Hemel Hempstead Hospital already and we plan to grow this significantly, particularly for diagnostics. We're excited about our proposals for delivering services in a more streamlined way, using a one-stop approach where possible so that patients have several steps of their treatment such as a diagnostic procedure, the results and a consultation in the same session. And now some local football news. First, Hemel Hempstead Tudors. There is no letting up for Hemel Hempstead as they face a trip to title challengers Havant and Waterlooville on Saturday. Fresh from a 1-1 home draw with leaders Ebbsfleet United. The Tudors battle back from 1-0 down to claim a share of the spoils thanks to a 74th minute equaliser from Harris O'Connor. Hemel boss Mark Jones felt it was a deserved point for his side against the team he believes will finish top of the pile come the end of the campaign. All you can ask for of your group is that they give absolutely everything, and they did, said Jones. It would be difficult to highlight individuals as it was an excellent collective team performance. Then Berkhamsted. Berkhamsted won 4-1 at Highworth Town to make it seven straight wins and stay top of the Southern League Central Division on Saturday. Burko actually went a goal behind, but cruised to victory thanks to goals from Luke Andrews, Tommy Smith, JJ Lacey and Ryan Blake. Burko were due to host rock-bottom Barton Rovers on Tuesday night and then entertain mid-table Walthamstow on Saturday, 3pm. 
Other sports news follows. In basketball, Taylor Johnson was the star of the show as Hemel Storm made it three wins out of three this season with a convincing 103-79 win at Reading Rockets. Johnson top-scored with an impressive 27 points and Arjen Rye added 25 as Storm maintained their second division place in the National Basketball League Division 1 table only trailing leaders Worthing Thunder on points difference. Hemel have enjoyed a superb opening to the campaign and will be confident of maintaining their 100% start when they host Manchester Magic at the Hemel Leisure Centre on Saturday night, tip-off at 7pm. Magic will arrive having lost all three of their matches this season. Now for some County Council news. Hertfordshire County Council and Decorum Borough Council have launched a new directory of public buildings that people can use as warm spaces as temperatures drop. And they're hoping to add more places to the list with Hertfordshire County Council making £100,000 worth of funding available to local community groups. Grants of up to £2,000 are on offer to help the groups provide welcoming indoor spaces this winter. Leader of Hertfordshire County Council, Richard Roberts, said, We want everyone in Hertfordshire to be able to live healthy and fulfilling lives, and I want our residents to know that we are here for you this winter. He added... By bringing together a directory of warm spaces where people can feel welcome, warm and safe, along with information on the support available to households, I hope that we can help everyone stay safe and well this winter. The directory can be found online at hertfordshire.gov.uk and put warm spaces into the search box. Crime has risen over the last year in decorum, official public records reveal. Hertfordshire Constabulary recorded 9,304 offences in decorum in the 12 months to June, according to the Office for National Statistics. That was an increase of 5% compared to the previous year, when there were 8,848. However, at 59.8 crimes per 1,000 people, that was far lower than the rate across England and Wales, which stood at 91.3. The figures come as a victim support group says women deserve better, after a sharp rise in violent and sexual offences led to a record high for police-recorded crime in England and Wales. Of the crimes recorded in decorum over the last 12 months, 293 were sexual offences, an increase of 13% from the year before. Meanwhile, violent crime has risen in the area from 3,058 to 3,308 over this period. One of the main factors behind this increase was the rise in violence with injury, which rose by 14% from 973 incidents to 1,112. Across England and Wales, there were 70,600 rape offences recorded in the year to June, another record high, and an increase of 20% from 59,046 in 2019-20. The number has nearly doubled in just over six years, from 36,321 in 2015-16. Reacting to the figures, Diana Fawcett, Chief Executive at the charity Victim Support, said, This huge increase in sexual violence, in particular rape, reported to the police, is seriously alarming and a stark reminder that the government needs to get a grip 
on staggeringly low conviction rates and horrendous court delays. A Home Office spokesperson said, It's good to see an 8% rise in the volume of charges for rape offences. However, the volume of rapes and sexual offences is very concerning. Some of the increase in reporting can be attributed to more victims coming forward, and we welcome that, as these crimes can all too often be hidden. We need the police and the Crown Prosecution Service to do more and raise the bar so that victims know they will be taken seriously and the criminals responsible are put behind bars, they said. Local authorities should be more rigorous in holding private bus companies to account ahead of a £29 million scheme to connect Hearts Towns, a councillor said. At a Hertfordshire County Council meeting on November 1st, councillors debated a report on a bus service improvement plan which earned the authority a £29.7 million pledge grant from the government. Councillors said they welcomed bus service improvements but some members urged Councillor Philip Bibby, the Hertfordshire's Highways and Transport Cabinet Panel Chair and Cabinet Member for Transport, to haul bus operator bosses into County Hall so members could grill them over poor service. Councillor Nigel Taylor said, In my experience, when a bus doesn't turn up, it destroys confidence in the system. I would like to understand what they're doing about it to address this problem. Councillor Stephen Giles Medhurst said, We are the Highways and Transport Panel, and buses are transport. I think we have a duty to be a bit more rigorous. To continue, the chair said, I don't think anyone here would like this panel to turn into a bus users group. He added, I don't think cabinet panels are really set up to take on these presentations. They're here to get us to debate issues, and I fear we would take two, three, four hours just lobbing stones at them, and I don't think that's going to get us anywhere. Councillor Bibby suggested a different panel, a scrutiny committee, could choose to summon bus firm bosses at a later date. Hertfordshire County Council was one of 31 authorities in the UK to be successful in applying for a share of more than £1 billion to improve bus services. The Council's £29.7 million plan involves creating a network to link up Watford, Hemel Hempstead, St Albans, Stevenage and Hertford. Leaders hope this will be financially self-sustainable. They will then invest in a secondary network and, in addition, could prop up services which need extra support. A total of 60 real-time bus information screens would be installed across a two-year period, subject to funding. We are coming to the end of this week's news. Sunrise and sunset times for this weekend are 07.03 and 16.28. Don't forget, for those with access to the internet, our news is uploaded to our website soon after the recording, each week on Thursday evening. This can be found by visiting dtnhemel.org.uk. For those who are listening to this week's news on Memory Stick, a useful list of phone numbers for services and amenities follow after the final music. Then, please return the stick to us in the pouch provided and check the pouch is securely sealed. Turn the label over and post it back to us using any Royal Mail post box. Thank you for listening. Until next time, it's... Goodbye from all your readers, the editor and Jake, who is your technician this week. Mm-hmm.